Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with February 20th, 23rd, and 27th, 1919, Part 4, pages 208 through 210. February 27th, Part 4. I did not like these excuses, and the dean did not convince me at all. He then asked me if I, could be puni- if I would be punishing Father Diakovsky. I replied that I would not. Could he come in person to apologize, suggested the dean. Why not, I replied. The dean then inquired whether I wanted him to read the letter this Sunday. No, I responded. The immediate occasion of the letter was the plight of Father Muckerman. Now that is all over with, and there is no reason to read the letter. I told my secretary about this incident, including how the Reverend Dean Wolotsko tried to justify Father Diokovsky. They are trying to pin the blame on you, I said to my secretary, because you did not add a note that the letter was to be read aloud to the people when you sent out the copies. The secretary, uh, Stenskevich, replied that everyone else had understood that the letter was to be read aloud and did so. The absence of a note was no excuse. Perhaps there was something else behind all this. Today, Father Diakovsky came to see me in person. He apologized and excused himself, saying that it was the wind or whatever that had blown away the copies of the letter and mixed everything up. I did not want him to continue talking nonsense and getting even more confused, and so I began to question him about other things. He boasted that he was planning to organize a protest against the Bolsheviks who were having a convention. When the Bolsheviks decided to unite Lithuania and Belarusia into a single Soviet republic, he called the people together and they were determined to protest. They had composed a declaration of protest and he asked me if he should arrange that this declaration be published abroad. I told him not to do so. The Bolsheviks would then have an excuse to harass the people. In my opinion, he would have done better to stick to church matters and to stay away from politics. I have heard that this Father Diokovsky comes from a Lithuanian parish and knows the Lithuanian language. When Monsignor Mikolkevich was administrator of the diocese, he had asked Diokovsky to follow the Lithuanian newspapers and report to him on what was being printed. This little incident is an indication to what extent some of the Vilnius clergy are immersed in politics, and if anyone dares to interfere with their political activities, they simply ignore him, even if it means disobeying their bishop. Here in Vilnius, such priests are in the majority. I have been warned previously that if I attempted to administer the diocese in a Catholic manner, regardless of nationalistic interests, especially those of the Polish nationalists, I would be faced with the resistance and insubordination of the clergy. This has proved to be true. This incident made me very sad. Although trivial in itself, it indicates the spirit of the persons I am dealing with. Whom can I trust and rely on? Where am I to get truly Catholic priests? You yourself, Lord, deign to heal and restore the spirit of these priests— for it is poisoned by the evils of nationalism and political intrigue. I I did not punish this priest, 
I think it would be enough for him to realize that I know and am aware of what is, is going on. The rest I will leave up to his conscience and to the Lord God. When Diakovsky came to see me previously, he always gave me the impression that he was very busy, that he was an important and active priest. From his talk, I, have, I was given to understand that what he was really trying to communicate was this, I am a pastor in my own right, and I am doing my job. I am not very interested in what the bishop may have to say, nor do I have time to consult with him. But when he appeared today, he looked uncomfortable, as if he had been found out. Perhaps God allowed this to happen to humble him a little. I commend him to divine providence. Well, Blessed George in this next section agrees to allow the priest to come in to apologize. He will not punish the priest. Uh, the priest tried to make excuses, but it is clear that he simply did not want to read the letter to his parish because he did not agree with the content of the letter. Priests are supposed to be obedient to their bishops. They make a promise to do so at their ordination. But in this case, the priest found a convenient excuse to be disobedient. Blessed George lamented the immersion of the diocesan priests of Vilnius in politics. It doesn't give the freedom for them to minister to all of the faithful of the diocese, only to a percentage of the faithful. Blessed George seeks Catholic priests, meaning universal, who want to work for the salvation of all of the faithful. Blessed George was saddened by the incident. He longs to find truly Catholic priests who can work who he can work with. He cries out to the Lord for help. He didn't punish the priest. He hopes that the humiliation that the priest experienced will move him to change. The priest's nationalistic inclinations seem to also have an effect on their spiritual lives. Blessed George commends this priest to God's providence, that God would look out for him and help him. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
to receive a Blessed George prayer card or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.